I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, everyone. Just jumping in here to give you a wee snippet of Culture Vulture, our pop culture podcast. So if you want to break from the news, you should jump over and subscribe to it. This episode is brought to you by Shit You Should Care About and our new Cisco supporters. Head to the show notes to start supporting the media you love and the podcast hosts you love. Kia ora everyone and welcome back to a COVID-free Culture Vulture. How are you? Good. Isn't it nice to be COVID free? Oh my God. Honestly, seeing that negative uh, test result come back today. Honestly, it makes the heart sore, doesn't it? Iconic. So you've probably been missing me and Liv in your ears. Or maybe you haven't because we've been re-uploading some old episodes. True. So we've been giving you our wonderful voices. The Sally Rooney one in time for conversations with I friends. I know. The thing is, I thought about that when I told Ruby to upload it. I was Clever. like, I know there's something coming. Yeah, well, you know. It's always a method for your madness, Liz. Kind of, yeah, content is my main skill. Yeah. <laughs> content and planning. Your main qualification. Um, so if you have missed us, it's because... We've both had COVID, which is actually what describes my week. Spoiler, I'm just going to launch straight Absolutely into it. Absolutely, go. Go, go, go. But, Get um, over and done with. I'm feeling good. Love, are you feeling good? I'm feeling great now. I'm feeling sort of like cray. Yeah, just so that energy just that was zapped and now it's back. I know. Don't it's know what to do with it. We, well, we're going to channel it into a really good podcast yes. episode, aren't we? You're so, so right. So COVID describes your week? COVID describes mine. What describes yours? Well, very much on the same vein. Okay, keeping it with the cultural references, as I love to do. Um, Sleepy from Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. I, okay, my only, literally only symptom of COVID, didn't really have a sore throat, didn't really get that, like, snotty, was sleep. I slept for, like, four days straight. You were like a cat. You know how they sleep more than they're awake? That was me. It was you. I was... (laughs) Wow. (laughs) (laughs) God. <laughs> I was honestly like just drifting in and out. I would have had a, like a solid, I don't know. That's I don't even know how many hours. No. All the hours. <laughs> all the, all hours. the hours of sleep. Um, I would say my symptom that I've just noticed this morning after being back out in the community <laughs> oh, yes. is a little bit of um brain fog. Like yes. I never usually get brain fog, but I've been, usually I'm quite quick to think of the words I need. And this morning I was in a meeting and I was just like, I'm trying to say something to you, and I just can't think of the word. Brain I mean, fog is the fucking I worst. I know. I used to get it all the time. So forgive us um, on the podcast, or forgive me, rather, if I'm trying to think of something and I'm using, like, the worst adjective I could possibly think of because brain fog. Yeah, give us a bit of a leniency today. Thank so, you very much. Liv. What are we talking about? Just before I get into Naughty or Nice, just quickly, what are we talking about today? It's okay. a weird one. Bit of a left field. I mean, not major relevance to anything happening in the news cycle, but we thought we'd talk about the Illuminati today. I know. I'm 
honestly excited for it because the Illuminati is something that I feel like we've talked about since we were kids, but what actually the fuck is Literally, it? Literally, um, Ruby and I were out for dinner with Jin, who's our work friend, and she was like, why don't you do an episode on the Illuminati? So excited. Like, so, so true. I knew absolutely nothing about it. I know. I'm really excited to know the history. I'm excited to know why everyone thinks Beyonce is in it. I'm just honestly... Keen to know more. Keen to have a bit of a chill one, a bit of a chill app. A bit of a chill app, for sure. But first of all, let me go through my naughty or nice. First, we have a Black China update. Oh, yes. You remember in the last real life ep, mm-hmm. and I was talking about how she was suing the Kardashians for defamation or for, like, ruining her reputation, et cetera, et cetera. So right after I read that story, the case was closed. It was a two-week trial, and the jury decided that no damages would be awarded to Black China. So basically, no, the Kardashians didn't ruin your life. They did find that Chris, Kim, and Kylie did act to protect their own economic interest. I mean, I mean what a surprise. But, like, literally, wouldn't, wouldn't we all? Exactly. They're businesses like, in themselves. Yeah, I'm just, like... That makes sense, which is why Black China wasn't awarded anything. Like, even though obviously they acted in their own economic interests, Got obviously you. it's it's what they had to do. Um, in response, Black China's mother, Tokyo Tony, launched a GoFundMe to raise 400k to appeal the decision. Uh, as of right now, it has raised 1,300. <gasps> so that is kind of hilarious. Yeah, 400k. I know. Like, to appeal y'all to are celebrities. Like you should have money. I know. Well, apparently the Kardashians stripped like oh, China of all their money, true. but I mean, actually they didn't because the jury found that it was not their fault. So interesting. So interesting. So that's kind of. I mean, it's nice for the Kardashians, but it's naughty because there was like all these awful things that went into the case, like revenge porn and abuse. Yeah, that's pretty so, horrific. So naughty. Like, across I the board, naughty. Across the board, not a nice story. Not, not nice something story. You're, that you're like, oh. No, you know. I take back that they right. even said, they even uttered the word nice. Oh, God, yes. Retract that. My next story is nice. J-Lo loves Ted Lasso. Oh, And, like, don't we all? We did a whole episode God, on yeah. Ted. That should have been a rewatch during COVID. Oh, fuck, that's so feel good. Oh, that would have just... <gasps> Zap my fatigue away. No, I know. Ted Lasso, for anyone that doesn't know, is just the best show of all time. And I'm not going to even tell you what it's about because it might put you off. Because I know. you just have to go and watch it. That put me off. That Same. stopped me from watching it for months. I know. So, spoiler. So, spoiler. Don't be put off. <laughs> it's really good. So, <laughs> don't be cute. put off if you hear that it might be about sports because it's probably going to be good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so JLo has a newsletter that she sends out and it's called On the JLo, which is kind of actually a vibe. Such a good name. And plus, we love newsletters here at She Should Care About. Are you subscribed? To uh, On, on the, the J-Lo. J-Lo. No, I'm not, actually. Oh, maybe that could be one of the books. Yeah, true. Um, so basically she said she's obsessed with this TV show and she said, um, every time I meet someone new, I just say, have you seen Ted Lasso? If you haven't seen it, you should give it a chance. You can thank me later. And so basically she said that every time she meets people, she tells them, go watch Ted Lasso. <laughs> And just like meeting all of these celebrities at like conferences and shit, and just like, like Ted Lasso. Like, so JLo, what are your thoughts on abortion rights in the States? Watch Ted, Ted Lasso. Lasso. Ted will tell you. Ted, Ted will mm. tell you. Ted would totally be pro choice. Oh, Ted would absolutely be pro choice. Oh, and do you him. know, Ted Lasso actually shouted out JLo in season two when he was explaining his rom communism philosophy. Oh my God, I think I remember this. I just love the term rom communism. Like, rom communism. <laughs> like, 
Why did we not talk about that in our I rom-com don't know. episode? I seriously missed the boat with that, didn't Same. I? Same. So um, that's a nice story. That oh, is a lovely. really nice story. Yeah. My next, my third and final story, and Liv, this is again harping back to a story I talked about a few months ago. Young Thug's lyrics used against him in a court is unprecedented racism, legal experts say. So earlier this year or a few months ago, you remember, Liv, that I spoke about Jay-Z and a bunch of other musicians that got behind an effort to sort of stop this exact thing, um, rappers' lyrics being used against him in court. Yes, I do. I recall this. Quite shocking. So, Yeah. And the update is that Young Thug right now, uh, he was arrested this week on charges of gang activity and conspiring to violate the Racketeer-Influenced and Corrupt Organizations Act. Basically, he allegedly, along with another Atlanta rapper, Gunner, um, possessed stolen weapons as well as meth, hydrocodone and marijuana with intent to distribute it. He is also accused of renting a car used in the commission of the murder of Donovan Thomas Jr., who was, like, a gang member. So, like, very serious, very serious allegations. And I just want to make it clear, I'm not talking about whether he was guilty or not guilty of any of these things because I don't actually know about his involvement in literally all of these sort of criminal operations. But what I am interested in is that they're using his music against him. So the indictment um, in this case cites lyrics from nine Young Thug songs, um, including Ski and Slime Shit. Some of the lyrics um, that are being used against him are, I done did the Robin, I done did the Jackin, now I'm full rapping. And it's all mob business. We know to kill the biggest cats of all kittens. They also used his song Bad Boy, which has lyrics like Smith and Wesson, 45 put a hole in his heart, better not play with me, killers, they stay with me, and I shot at his mummy, now he no longer mentioned me. So they are using, I mean, we've had this conversation before. It's like you're using his lyrics in this case, which are just like not this relevant. shocks me. Yeah. Like you need to be able to have creative freedom in rap and yeah. therefore you need to be able to make up fictitious storylines. Well, the thing is you need to be able to have creative freedom in any, any, like, art, form. any art form. And country music singers are known for talking about like I Shot the Sheriff and like are Fuck, known for yes. talking about like these situations that are fictional and they don't get used against them at court and uh, them in court like taylor swift's nobody no crime imagine if i know literally it's just so it's like really blatantly racist because like a veteran music lawyer um dina lapolt simply said this is unprecedented racism as i said in the title and she sort of put it in colloquial terms and said most judges are white men in their 70s so they completely don't even get rap music for sure there's no cultural context and then she basically went on to say the point that we just talked about that you can look at literally hundreds of country songs from like carrie underwood to the chicks um, there's like they're all talking about like killing a man or like shooting someone because it's all narrative storytelling, which is very very similar to how rap works as yeah, well. I know. Well, and it's all just like songwriting and lyrics, yes. but it's just there's an obvious discrepancy in who you're pulling into and uh, in whose lyrics you're pulling into a courtroom. I just I don't know. I think it shouldn't be allowed. No. I think we've talked about that before. A naughty, naughty story. It's a naughty, naughty story. And um, I don't know. I need to actually look at how Jay-Z and Big Sean and all those people who are behind the effort to stop this, 
is going because obviously nothing's changed yeah. as of yet. Um, so yeah, that is a naughty story to finish off. And just before we get into um, another naughty story about the Illuminati, we're going to hear from our sponsor. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So here is an ad for us by us. I want to have a super quick chat to you all about Siska supporters. This is the new way that you can support what we do here at Shit You Should Care About. Because right now we're in a studio which costs money to hire with an audio engineer who we've got to pay and every week we're researching, scripting and hosting this thing for you all which takes time, resources and it costs money. You'll also notice that we're using valuable advertising space here. Space which we often leave empty because we want to make sure that we're only partnering with the best and most vibey people. So for all of these reasons, we need your support to keep doing what we do. So please, if you have $1 or if you have $100, consider becoming a Cisco supporter so that we can keep doing this for you. The link is in the show notes. We love you so much. So this one, Luce, sort of starts off as a little bit of a history lesson. Amazing. Um, which we love. We love a bit of context. So we are talking about the Illuminati today just because it's relevant to any sort of celebrity discussion, I guess. Oh, my God. It so is, especially because like when you hear Illuminati, the first thing I think of is... Beyonce and Jay-Z like, that like, is it hey yeah <laughs> the, literally the world has just told me that so I know well I knew before a few days ago nothing about the Illuminati but yes that's the exact thing that came to my mind so I'm sure that will come to a lot of the listeners minds as well so yeah we're gonna sort of start off with what is the Illuminati great and where did it come from so the term Illuminati refers to the Bavarian Illuminati which was also known as the Order of the Illuminati but so for those who don't know which I I didn't. Bavaria is a state in Germany. Mm-hmm. Did you know that? Mm-mm. No. Maybe. Not going to lie. Yeah. I kind of thought it was a country. <laughs> no, no, same. Okay. I was going to say, where is Bavaria? And then it was like, Germany. <laughs> I love, we're just open, you know? We're open with the fact that we oh, are not geniuses no, about shit like this. absolutely. Especially geography. <gasps> especially geog. Comes out in the quizzes, doesn't it, Liz? Oh, my God. <laughs> Carry on. Okay. So this was a secret society which was founded by a German law professor, Adam Weisup. Weisup about oh. the Illuminati. <laughs> Weisup. Plebs. Oh, oh my god! Anyway, I'm carrying no, on. Um, I did make that joke off mic. We have to say, like, I decided. Oh, so that's my thinking. I decided I, to make that call, cool, and I'm feeling really self-conscious no, about it. <laughs> and then Liv just ignored me, so I, don't know what I decided to. <laughs> It's bringing me back oh, to custody. No, stop. No. I can't, I can't no, go no, into no, that no, realm no, today. No, that no, 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 no. Absolutely no. fucked with me. Okay, so <laughs> this secret society emerged in the 18th century and it only actually operated for a decade. So mm. this was from 1776 to 1785, which is crazy to think about the longevity that I this know. discussion has had. But 
in saying that, with mm-hmm. most conspiracy theories, the fact that there are so like it lasts for such a short amount of time, but mm-hmm. then people are like, no, it probably still goes. And there's all these exactly. unanswered questions. It's probably the reason. It's so for brutal. sure. That's so true. So this was sort of in the middle of the Enlightenment or mm-hmm. the Great Age of Reason. Luce, this is something that I've been taught so many times at school through uni, and it's just never stuck in my brain. Not even once has no, it stuck with me. Absolutely not. So I'm going to give everyone a little refresher of okay. what the Enlightenment was. Right. So the Enlightenment began in the late 17th century um, and went on until 1815, the time that the Illuminati set up was kind of smack bang in the middle of this period. So it was basically a time in history when people started questioning the traditions of the Roman Catholic Church Mm -hmm. and the monarchy, and then they started turning more towards reason, science, tolerance, individual political freedoms. So it was sort of like people were starting to be like the traditional way of thinking maybe we should question that yes. and move towards so there was already a bit of like even though maybe the enlightenment was a good period there was mm-hmm. a bit of conspiracy thinking like definitely i need to do my own research sort of vibe yes because right. it was obviously against the political beliefs mm-hmm. of the day So basically this German professor who started the Illuminati was a huge fan of the Enlightenment Mm -hmm. and he wanted to use the Illuminati to sort of infiltrate people's political views, to Mm -hmm. enlighten them against the dangers of the Roman Catholic Church and the traditional way of thinking. Mm -hmm. So he was hoping that his group would grow, he would gain a lot of like influential people within the group and somehow kind of get into political power. Okay. So they could basically take over the world. So the roots that we're still seeing mm-hmm. today, the roots that were laid back then... Are definitely, are definitely still kind of in action in the wow. way that we think about the modern Illuminati, Illuminati. or whether... The modern Illuminati, yeah. that probably doesn't <laughs> that is exist. probably a huge conspiracy theory. But yeah, so it only started off with a handful of members. I'm talking mm-hmm. like five. And these members then joined other groups such as the Freemasons to kind of recruit new people. And so at its biggest, the Illuminati was somewhere between 650 to maybe like 2,500 people, somewhere in between that. So it wasn't huge, but it still had significant, significant, yeah. I also, I read um, that whether this is true or not, I cannot confirm Mm -hmm. or deny because I wasn't there, but... I've read that the Illuminati members back then didn't trust anyone over, over 30. The, the age of 30, yes. And at, because they were too set in their ways. <laughs> yes. Which, like, I'm not going to lie. Like, <laughs> not the worst policy to have. Like, <laughs> Well, when you're coming up with new political ideals. I was going to say, when you think about even politics today, mm. I'm like... Maybe having a few more people under 30 would fucking do a world of good. It is interesting, like, the parallels between the Illuminati and sort of any political revolution, I think, which we are even seeing in our day and age. Not to say that we believe in the (laughs) Illuminati or that we're members of it. Or that we believe that people over 30 shouldn't shouldn't be be trusted. (laughs) Shouldn't be trusted. No, I kind of believe that. (laughs) Like, if you're over 30... Don't ever think that I'm making a promise with you because I cannot trust you. <laughs> and love, you watch out when you turn 30. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. Six years to go, it's fine. Go. I've got time. So historians believe that they were only sort of mildly influential, but the thing is that some people, some people now, still believe that they were ultimately successful and that they are still in control of the world today. So very interesting. So interesting, yeah. So... um. As I said before, they were pretty intertwined with the Freemasons. Um, so it was kind of hard to tell how much influence the Illuminati had 
And how much influence yeah. the Freemasons have because the Freemasons are still around today. And just for anyone wondering, because we're going to talk about the Freemasons a little bit, the Freemasons are one of the world's oldest and largest fraternal organizations, mm-hmm. meaning dudes. Um, it's an organization of men who adopt the fundamental principle of integrity, goodwill, and charity as the foundations for an individual's life and character. It's a non-profit organization that's heavily involved in supporting charity and community service, comprised of men of good character with with high ideals and worthwhile values who make a difference in the community. Freemasonry, for everyone wondering, their website says, is not a secret society, is not a religion or a substitute for a religion, and is not a benefit society to join for personal gain. So it's basically a dude's club and it's kind of scary and gross. Kind of a bit freaky. Really interesting how back in the day it would have been like this revolutionary way of thinking and now they're back stuck in their traditional thought processes, which is kind of ironic. Yep. Anyway, because the Illuminati kind of had these Enlightenment ideals, which were the kind of up-and-coming ideas of the time, socially and politically, it's hard to tell whether they had a crazy amount of power in sort of yeah. changing the thought processes or whether that would have happened without the Illuminati. Oh, I think from a very non-expert perspective that the world was changing anyway. Yeah. The Illuminati, yes, agreed with the way that the world was changing and probably... And like, we're trying to push it maybe at an early stage. Yeah, but- they're probably thinking like... Yep, I was I was there first. We were at the forefront of this, and you know how groups like this can be quite narcissistic. Like, totally, very, we did this. I'm a gatekeeper. I was there first. That's the vibe I Fuck get. Fuck yeah, there's always this weird ego with these yes. sort of secret society groups. Oh hell yeah! So then, in 1785, the Duke of Bavaria at the time actually banned secret societies because he was worried about kind of what it was doing to the church, which is only going to make them more secret. Yes, exactly. And he also enforced punishments for those who joined them and I'm pretty sure this punishment was death. So people did kind of just subside with the secret societies and the Illuminati secrets were actually published Mm. and or exposed one way or another to the public. So this is when the Illuminati officially disappeared. Also, they say. Also, they say. (laughs) Or it went extremely underground. Yeah, exactly. So basically, as soon as they disappeared, this is when the conspiracy theories started happening basically straight away. Because as soon as you can't see something out, you can just make up whatever you want. For sure. It opens the whole, like, assumption realm, I guess. So there was a guy called John Robison who wrote a whole lot of conspiracy theories in 1797, so like 10 years after Mm -hmm. the Illuminati disbanded. Um, And he accused the Illuminati of infiltrating the Freemasons, which they had definitely been intertwined with the Freemasons, but I think he was really saying that they've totally taken over the Mm -hmm. Freemasons' ideals, which wasn't totally true. Mm -hmm. And because there was this kind of intertwining with the Illuminati and Freemasons, people started to confuse the two groups. Yes. And because many of the founding fathers of the US were Freemasons, people became really worried that, like, the Illuminati kind of now had influence over the founding fathers and therefore yeah. over the US as a whole. I actually have a fun fact about this. It's not really that fun of a fact. It's literally just something I've read that I know you've read too, um, that in, 19, in 1798, George Washington wrote a letter basically calling the Illuminati a threat. He believed that the threat had been avoided, but he mentioned it. So then, like, the myth of the Illuminati was, like, like grew 
Um, and then also that Thomas Jefferson was accused of being a member of the group. So. Yes. So Thomas Jefferson was the US president of the time. Mm. I think he was like the third US president or something. And yeah, that's exactly what I had written down. It's kind of like an example of any press is good press. Yeah. In the sense that he was actually trying to say, don't worry about the Illuminati. Yeah. Like it's gone, it's, it's disappeared. Yeah. But because he even mentioned it, people started talking about it again. Yeah. Which is George Washington, keep the Illuminati out your mouth. <laughs> You're making this into a bigger issue. <laughs> Go back in time and tell him that, Luce. Oh. Um, and another guy called Abe Augustine Burrell wrote about secret societies also kind of being behind the French Revolution. Um, so the Illuminati being one of those secret societies. So there was all of these conspiracy theories coming out. And then I think it kind of died down for a while, mm-hmm. didn't totally die out. Yep. But then in the 1970s, so we're kind of skipping a whole so, lot like- of time, um, there was a resurgence due to a trilogy of fiction books that came out called the Illuminatus Trilogy. Um, and this was kind of like they were fictional books that meshed history and fantasy so i guess this sort of really captured people's imaginations about the illuminati and took on this more magical realm and maybe this is where the sort of satanic element came in right because i know that when people think of illuminati they often think of the devil and whatever Worshipping the Worshipping the devil, totally, which was never part of the original Bavarian Illuminati that was never mentioned. Mm. But then kind of through time and through pop culture, it's got this, yeah, satanic Mm. sort of element to it. And I think that this might be where it came from, from these books. And fiction. Fiction, everyone, is the operative word here. Now, you might be aware that another sort of religion-ish, Thing came out of a fictional book that is Scientology from one mm. L. Ron Hubbard. Yes. So let's just remember fiction, fiction. means it's not true. <laughs> yes. Fiction means fiction fake. means fake. Yes, that's fiction how means I always fake. remembered it as a kid. Anyway, so, so since then the Illuminati really became a staple in pop culture. I hate to do this to you all, but if you want to hear the rest, which I know you do, head over to Culture Vulture wherever you get your podcasts. Love you.